I hope that you, you, you at home have been listening to Africa Wetu. My name is Jinx and Tonic. I just want to give a shout out to the one and only Africa Wetu, the number one podcast. And it is number one podcast in South Africa for the Afropolitans. Arigato. Africa Wetu. That doesn't teach agriculture. UCT doesn't teach agriculture. UJ doesn't teach agriculture. Yet we think that the foundation that was established by Yahweh is not sustainable. We will move our houses from the rock that we were given to build on and move on into the sand. Now the day of disaster is here. I have a question for you. Will your anchor hold? I pray that this conversation will assist you in terms of having a mental shift. Africa what? Sanborn Africa, sister Africa, Sanborn. Yo guys, I'm excited. So this new episode was recorded from Laizoejo all the way to Rwanda and back, and to Africa and the world and back. <laughs> Welcome back to Africa with you guys. I am still your host, Bandile. So in this episode, I've got uh, Sarah. So Sarah Murungi is from Rwanda, and she's a podcaster. Yay! <laughs> so she's a fellow podcaster, conscious being. So she sent me a voice note that I was supposed to include in the heritage episode, and I couldn't because I got it late. But uh, just take a listen to it. Hi, Bandile. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. I'm really honored to be here. Uh, my name is Murundi Sarah. I am the hostess of Golden Africa podcast, and I am from Rwanda, Kigali, Rwanda, and it is a country in East Africa. It's a very small country in Africa in general, but it is a very clean country, and it is an amazing country. <laughs> I love my country, in case you haven't noticed. Um, so I was, ta- I was asked to talk about my culture and I'll start with the fact that in Uganda, um, there's only one people, there are no tribes, there are no s- social divisions of any sort. And we, we all speak the same language, which is Itinyarwanda, or you can call it Kinyaranda for ease of pronunciation, but it's better to call it Ikinyarwanda, if you can. Um, Then something uh, Rwandans practice on a large scale is farming, and they farm coffee, tea, uh, Irish potatoes, and so many other things. Uh, We also love uh, cattle. (laughs) So that's also something that is very prominent in Rwanda and um, something unrelated I would say is also part of our culture is keeping clean not just on the body but in general like the whole uh, country is very clean it's one of the cleanest countries on earth and (laughs) slight flex Um, yeah so we do that on a regular and on top of that at the end of every month we host a some sort of event it's like a holiday 
at the end of every month on Saturday, it is called Umuganda. Musi Umuganda. Yeah. So another thing I would say is we solve problems as a community. So before uh, things escalate and are taken to law enforcement, something that is very common is um, sitting together in a family setting or in a district setting. And yeah, and it is something that helped us get through uh, the genocide. So since the courts, the official courts weren't um, well established and they couldn't handle a lot of the cases, uh, Gachacha, there was something uh, Randans came up with and it is called uh, Gachacha, which is basically sitting, it's an informal court where everyone in the same district would come and sit together and then they all try uh, the perpetrators and people would also come up and confess their crimes and this is how um, we managed to solve most of the disputes and increase reconciliation within the Rwandan people and eventually creating one people and one Awanya um, Rwanda in general before the country was split up in like three clans I would say but that's over with thank god the most amazing thing I would highlight in um, par- as part of the Rwandan culture is Umuganura, Umusu Umuganura, which is a day that marks the end of the harvest season. And on this day, which is usually the first week of August, um, everyone gets together and shares what they've um, harvested. Uh, and this is not um, to say that everyone is farming, but even people who have been uh, having businesses or even jobs, they all get together and uh, you know celebrate together. It's amazing. It's a day full of festivities, and there is it's the most African thing we have. I would say something that has um, been intact for centuries and centuries. I think this is a it's it's a common African thing. But a lot of other countries have let it go. Uh, fortunately, Rwanda has kept it going up until today. Um, what has changed over the years is the fact that uh, women, like back in the day, women weren't um, given as much respect and honor as they, they should have been. Um, except for the queen mothers, Kazi, those are the most respected um, individuals that there were in the country, in the monarch back in the day. But other than them, everyone, every like other women were um, cared for as second-class citizens. But that has changed drastically in Rwanda. Um, today, uh, Rwanda's Parliament is made up majority by women. Women are at the forefront of the development in Rwanda and women are cared for. Women are amazing. They're given the opportunity to be great and 
we're really showing them what we can do and it is amazing um how do i respond to it today um we embrace it randans embrace it we love what is changing we love what is staying we love what is being brought back from back in the day and then since like some cultures could have been um erased by colonial masters and i love the fact that africa in general is starting to unite it's small the progress is small but it's it's going it's going there's small strides but we're we're getting there um and with that being said thank you again for um having me on your podcast africa way to get to africa africa way to get to africa tell, yeah. tell me tell me a little bit about your podcast for my for my, this is for my listeners of course cuz my listeners don't know you so yeah. i'm trying to introduce you to my listeners <laughs> yeah <laughs> right first first sorry sorry first who's sera and um where are you exactly in rwanda and tell me yeah. a little bit about your podcast yeah well my name is burundi sara i am from rwanda i am currently living in kigali the capital city of rwanda and i am a podcast hostess for golden africa podcast and also an entrepreneur but we'll be talking about the podcast part of my life today um my podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah so through my podcast i amplify voices of great africans across africa and the world and i amplify their voices to and also show their careers show, so that um someone out there can see that their dreams are actually being lived out by someone else and they too can actually dare to dream dare to go after their dreams yeah so that's the main the focal point of the podcast it's just to create a strong impact on these people to show them that they can dare to dream interesting yeah. this and here i am trying to document all of that hey, <laughs> you you are in the capital city say kigali mm-hmm. you say yeah Okay, tell tell me a little bit about your community and the youth first. How the youth contributes to the wellness and the well-being of the future of Rwanda and possibly how the government or the system that side actually yeah. helps and if it does and how it does actually assist yeah. the youth to develop the country. Yeah. If I may say. Great great question. Um first of all Kigali is basically the tech and innovative hub of Rwanda and that is only so because of the youth involvement in everything you know and first of all taking it back to 1994 one thing most people know about Rwanda is the 1994 genocide against the Tutsi and the people who actually um saved Rwanda from the situation it was in were young people people who are like 19 18 17 the oldest was probably like 24 and that goes to show you how much the youth have been you know moving things here in Rwanda and even today 26 years later things are almost the same i mean i think um if i'm not mistaken 60% of the entire population in Rwanda is made up of youth and 
man. 60%, you say? Yes. So, That's like, a lot of you guys. <laughs> yeah. You know? So we, 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 we're literally, we have our hands in every, every part of the economy in Rwanda, especially the, the tech part, but mostly everywhere else, basically. <laughs> yeah. The government really does support us, like, in any way you can think of. I mean, through education, like the, the basic education, they're there helping us. They even set up a new kind of um, education system for people who are not um, typical, not typical academics, right? So the technical schools, uh, TIVETs, they call them, where you learn how to um, become a, a car mechanic, an IT person, and that's all you study for, like higher level education, like secondary, you know? So, yeah, there's so much room for innovative thinking and we are supported to, to think in these crazy ways. Yeah. Interesting. So considering your, your population in terms of the percentage of the youth, right, mm-hmm. uh, would you say um, the entire youth, a huge percentage, if not all of you, is accommodated in those developments? I mean, not necessarily. It's always all about... Um, someone's proactivity you know the government can only do so much and create all these systems but if you're not the one taking initiative to go after all these opportunities that are available i mean the government isn't going to go there and spoon feed each and everyone you know so i think that's the only um limitation that could be there i I like what you said about uh uh, Rwanda is, is known for that 94 genocide. And remember when you and I had a young text when you mentioned that, that there isn't, let me just quote you, you said that there isn't much to talk about when it comes to the ex- ethnic groups. Um, you said, you said that they were dissolved so many yeah. years back yeah. that they literally have no way of telling who's who. Yeah. And that you are all Rwandans. Okay. <laughs> that was, I could say that actually hit me to say, for you, yeah. that's how you have seen your community yeah. and your country to say, mm-hmm. those, those ethnic groups don't exist no more. Yeah, they do not. I mean, back in the day, like 19, from 1959 up all the way up until 1994, Rwanda was just so in such a terrible um, situation and that was all because we were separated right we're separated in three clans and that is no more like after the genocide all of that was dissolved and I mean even back in the day people were separated yes um, because of claimed um, differences that are not there whatsoever I mean if you even look at the pictures back then like the the actual um, history right so, like, those clans were only based on social economic um, classes, right? But then eventually, like, the white man came and said, no, 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 this one is this because he is shorter. The other one is taller and smarter. The other one just belongs to the forest, you know? And that's literally how they separated us. But really, we all look the same, you know? So that's why I keep on saying that we are all one. Literally, even if you come and like look at us, mm. yes, some people may be taller than others, 
but we all look the same. No, no, none is, let's say, like, different. Yeah, there's no difference whatsoever. Mm. You know? Yeah, we're all just one. Yeah, I mean, the only difference you can say between like people in Rwanda is like economic activity. No difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to get to that because you mentioned that you said um, there aren't any differences except that. T- tell me a little bit about that. Um, well, Kigali is basically, how can I describe it? Everything is there in Kigali, right? But only because it's central. It's central to Africa, to, to Rwanda. So basically, Kigali is literally smack in the middle of all the provinces. It's dubbed the fifth province of Rwanda. Um, so like when it comes to economic activities, obviously here in Kigali, there's like so much. Um, I mean, here, this is where we have like the national stadium, the national airport. Um, most private schools are here but the rest is just the same as everywhere else in Africa, like normal trade, normal daily life, you know? But um, when it comes to tourism in Kigali, it's mostly centered around conferences, right? So in Kigali, that's where we have these big um, arenas that um, people come through for conferences, huge conferences. And when it comes to the Northern part, there is, also, like two small airports. One is in Kamembe, the other one in Butare. And then, um, the, the, I, yeah, the northern part is very, very hilly and mountainous. So that's where we have um, Virunga Mountains and all that. And then, when it comes to um, the east, we have tourism, Akadira National Park. And um, that's more of a safari. And we also have cows um, and um, a dry climate, you know, semi-arid, basically. And then when it comes to the south, we have Nyunga Forest, which is very thick, very dark, very creepy, (laughs) a huge tourist attraction. Um, We also have uh, what used to be a king's palace, actually. And mm, okay, yeah, and Matt. So Rwanda is not as bad as as, well. mm-hmm. as as the internet says it is. Like, even though even what a, a few other people portray it yeah. to be, because honestly, from what I'm hearing from you, it sounds like a, a like a place to be at, like a safe place to be at. I mean, Rwanda is literally, I think, number five on the safest countries to be in the whole world. In Africa. No, 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 no. In, no. in the whole world. In the whole world. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, it is also the cleanest country. I think it's the second cleanest city. Like, Kigali is the second cleanest city. And then... Um, In the world. Yeah. And it's the fastest growing country, like economy in the whole world, literally. So Before you, you, t- before you tell me about the economical growth, yeah. tell me about this, this, this cleanliness. Yeah. Is it the government... Are they smacking you guys to pick your papers up? You know, is there no littering? What's going on there? Funny. Well, how, how are you keeping your country clean? Right. <laughs> I mean, these are all um, reasonable questions to ask. But, well, it's just, I would say it's a culture. It's a culture here in Rwanda to pick up after yourself. Nobody throws the litter outside of their car. Nobody even spits on the floor, <laughs> on the ground, you know? 
And we all is that the law? No, it's just it's a culture. I just said it. And okay, <laughs> something that is closer to the law is um, every every Saturday, last Saturday of the month, we do something yeah. called Umuganda, which is a community gathering where we clean up and also fix um, spaces that that probably don't look as well. We also kind of help um, build up um, houses for people who are probably left sidelined by the genocide and things like that. And it's also not mandated as in, if you don't do this, this will happen to you, you know? It's just a culture. People do it out of free will. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's an entire culture that I think South Africa needs. I, I will not lie. We we need our capital city. I'm sorry, Joburg, mm. it, the city of Joburg, CBD. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if you've been this side, but yeah, it's not so. We've we've got parts of South Africa that's clean, but I think the majority yeah. is now starting to get so filthy for a big country like us, you know. Yeah. But yeah, man. Whatever, whatever law you guys are carrying out there, keep at it. I the mean, culture. if the, yeah, yeah, that culture, not yeah. even a law, yeah. it's a culture. So nobody's forced. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think it's kind of, it's, it's something that is far from, from us as South Africans, man. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's heavy. <laughs> everyone has different stories, you know? I mean, Rwanda, yeah. like Kigali's economy, Rwanda's economy is technically only 26 years old just because of the 1994 uh-huh. genocide. So we have, we yeah. had to pick up a lot of slack. That's why everyone contributes their energy to develop each other and develop Rwanda because we're, we're picking up some slack. So tell me about the economical growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the tech companies. Um, so is it a few older people that's at home and a lot of the youth working since you guys are like 60% there exactly. and overcrowding the folks? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think there's a, there's a good balance, you know, like when it comes uh-huh. to like higher, higher power. Yes, our president is a little bit old, if I do say so. I mean, it's clear, um, but everyone else yeah. who's around him is younger, you know? Like, some of the ministers are 33 years old, 30-year-olds, you know? And that's just one thing to say. I mean, when it comes to businesses, most businesses are run by young people. Like, around um, 20, from 20 up until, obviously, 40 and above. But mostly around 20 to 35. So, we're not necessarily the only ones running the show. You know, we're just getting started. This is a young generation. You know, like not all of us are older yet. There's like a young, a large young population, like from 17 to perhaps 30. That's where like most of that 60% lies. So we're just getting started. Just getting started, you say? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of work to be done. And you say you guys are like a, a fast fast-growing economy yeah. i'm guessing it's because um a whole lot of you guys are like hands-on in terms of the development of uh your guys community and country mm-hmm. right yeah it, it, it's really interesting this even on our side i've I, I can't i can't really tell what the percentage is in terms of the youth but i do know that 
there's a whole lot of young people in South Africa. Yeah. But I am speaking to you right mm -hmm. now. I could step outside by the corner. I'd find people younger than I that is by the corners literally doing nothing. Mm. So there's a huge percentage, I could say a growing percentage mm. of if people that are even younger than mm. I that are, what can I say, hopeless. Because mm. people aren't, there they aren't any cultures within our townships. Mm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? To, it's just a few of us, a few groups of of us trying to give back to communities. Yeah. But, you know, we can't force everybody to be a part okay. of us. You know what I'm saying? But otherwise, my only... Isfizo, it means wish mm -hmm. in uh, Isizulu, um, is to see an emerging youth in our townships mm -hmm. because this is where a lot of youth actually come mm -hmm. from. You know, mm -hmm. that is why our hot seats, our big seats in the country are occupied mm -hmm. by older people. Yeah. <laughs> Hence, I'm crying about older people still being in big positions. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a lot of youth that isn't accommodated yeah. But then again, I see a lot of young um, South African people coming up, you know, doing great things, um, rounding up other youth, you know. Eventually, those will yeah. be the people in power. I mean, if everybody just decides to chill out, to sit down and wait for something to change, who's going to change that, you know? I'm guessing that's where one of our biggest problems yeah. are. We're waiting for change. We're not making exactly. the change. But I, I, I do know a few... Um, amazing um, South Africans who are doing great things, even like on small scale. There is some woman called Amonge Simsoto. I, I don't think I'm saying her name right. There's an ex. Is it Simsoto? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Blackboard. <laughs> yeah. Blackboard Africa. I don't know if you've heard of it. Maybe you should check it out. And then there's also... Uh, Say again. Say again. What is it? Blackboard Africa. And then there's Zuleika. Is it Zuleika Patel? I've been trying to get hold of her. I've been trying since oh, lockdown level really? three. Really? <laughs> you know, like, mm, like two months I think ago. Like, she's a busy being, that yeah, one. She's very she busy. Is. She's such a bubbly personality, though. We had her last year at my university, African Leadership University. We had a TED Talk, and she came on. Oh, she wowed all of us, literally. Left no person unturned. An inspiration she is. She really is. She's making so much change. She started at such a young age, you know? It makes us wonder, like, if you're chilling out there with your education, with your, your, yeah. your knowledge, not just, like, schooling, but actual knowledge, you know? Like, doing nothing. And here there is some young lady, fierce personality, shaking things up in the entire continent and the world, like, it makes you wonder, like, <laughs> you are really chilling on your potential. There's so much potential that yeah. Africans have. We just haven't unleashed it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. Also, it's the opportunities, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? There's a lot of opportunities that are not exposed to a lot of us. Yeah. yeah? And I'm glad to, to know that Rwanda is actually accommodating the youth. And there's a lot of opportunities and gaps for young people to actually penetrate and and use their talents, yeah. you know? So would you say tech companies and developments are the ones that are leading that side? Not, not, not really. That, that was just in Kigali. But, like, most of the... Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, the country's GDP mostly comes from... 
like the highest percentage probably comes from agriculture and tourism. Yeah. Oh, so what do people come and see there? Oh, there's so much to see. The game park, safaris, yeah. I already talked about those. There's like a king's yeah, palace, yeah. there's Nyungwe forest. We have mountain gorillas. That's the big, one of the biggest attractions, mountain gorillas yeah. in, in Virunga. Yeah. And oh, they're amazing. It's, it's a protected reserve for mountain gorillas. You know, they're yeah. already going extinct. And Rwanda is, I think Rwanda has over a thousand gorillas. So that's amazing. And we have like celebrities like Ellen DeGeneres. She has her own um, little family, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, there's all oh, the, the amazing luxury resorts in the northern northern part of Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much to see, you know. Like, where do I even begin? <laughs> oh, so Rwanda can actually be known for a lot of good things and parts to visit, eh? Besides the genocide I stuff. Because um, <laughs> when, when I... When I when I thought of the idea of interviewing yeah. you, I thought to myself, let me Google mm. Rwanda. And the first thing mm. that popped up was the genocide uh, mm. shenanigan. And just to think of it, a few mm. weeks prior, I actually listened, uh, was on Netflix and I was watching, I can't remember mm. the guy's name that was responsible for this genocide. The guy that was that found. responsible for the genocide. Ooh, so it was one of the many people yeah. that they found. Mm. Mm. And I was like, is Rwanda actually known for for all these things and what's happening today? Until I found your podcast and mm. I found you. I was like, no, no, no. Now this is my chance. Let me let me get down to this, yeah. you know? Besides having to read uh stuff yeah. on the internet, let me just find out from a person that's there. And that's why I've been also asking you about people that's around us in Africa to get a hold yeah. get a hold, get <laughs> through to to actually communicate with and find out what's happening in yeah. their communities and so yeah. forth, you know? I mean... So, what what is, sorry, what is Rwanda, what should Rwanda be known for in probably your words? Before I get to that, I want to just highlight something okay. very small that Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, she is a Nigerian author. She lives, um, she's a Nigerian okay. author. And there is this TED Talk she did, she did and she talked about the danger of a single story. I won't go too into deep with it, but the whole point is when someone takes lead of your narrative, they use it to, 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 to damage your whole narrative. To, they use it for their own benefit. And when you only know one side of someone's story or a country's story or a continent's story, that just changes your entire perspective. I mean, when outsiders like... Western people are Googling Africa. They think Africa is a war zone. They think Africa is one country. They think Africa's only part of tourism is just a safari, you know? They also know that there is maybe a desert in that country of Africa, you know? This is just to show you what a single story does. And focusing on an entire country and only focusing on the bad chapter that it went through I just think it's it's absurd, you know? And for Rwanda being, I think it's the fifth. Please don't quote me on this facts that I'm giving, but it's one of the <laughs> safest countries to be a woman, you know? 
And I have a lot of um, mm. African friends. I go to the African Leadership University, as I said, and we have like over 35 countries being represented, 35 Af African countries being represented on the campus. And I get every so often I get a few of my friends come and talk to me. They're like, yo, Sarah, you know, like I didn't realize that Rwanda is what it is, you know? Rwanda is a country you could literally walk during the night as a woman on your own and you'll be fine. Nothing will happen to you, you know? Even as a guy, I mean... You guys have zero crime. Not necessarily. Zero crime, hey? but there is no random <laughs> crime, you know? Yeah, it's just uh, um, okay. a okay. few premeditated parts of like, you know, maids killing kids or something like that just because of some um, petty thing, you know? And that's the tiniest amount, you know, like once a year or something like that. Maybe theft, yeah, but yeah. not necessarily random um, murder and robbery. Not necessarily. So it's, it's quite safe, you know? And for me to be able to walk to the store at night, like at 9 p.m. or 12, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll be fine with my group of friends, it's it's it just baffles me and it also baffles so many of my friends yeah. and okay going to your 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 question of um what Rwanda should be known for i mean most people know about Rwanda being the land of a thousand hills or maybe they don't Rwanda is the fastest growing economy in the world it is a a landlocked country it is one of the smallest countries on the mainland of Africa, you know? And yes, we had a bad chapter yes. in 1994, but that kind of jump-started us to what we are doing today, to the Rwandans that we are today, today you know? Yeah. I mean, today, 62% of the Rwandan parliament is made up of women, 62%. I don't, I mean, if that's not impressive, I don't know what is, you know? Uh, yeah. There's just like, no, yeah. definitely. There's so much that goes unsaid about Rwanda. But then again, it's, it's just not written. And that's why I'm doing my podcast to showcase amazing talents, to showcase me, myself. Like, most people don't even think Rwandans can speak English, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was actually I, I was actually thinking the same thing that do guys actually speak English until I heard your podcast. I'm like, guys actually speak yeah. English there and it's mm -hmm. good. <laughs> I mean it depends on the people and their upbringing, but Rando does yeah. I Rando speaks Randon speak um Kinyaranda. We speak English, we speak French, we speak Swahili, you know, like we're, we're good. We're well-rounded citizens. <laughs> Let's rather just help each other mm. document this continent yeah. of ours because there's a mm. lot of work to do, really. I almost I know you're forgot. Busy. I almost you're forgot. Busy you asked me something about um, the innovative co companies. Or contributors in my community yeah. and I almost forgot to, to, to say that yeah. um, there's this company here in Rwanda it's called Zipline Rwanda 
and it is a robotics farm, right? And it has managed to be one of the mm-hmm. first drone companies to deliver blood to hospitals in remote areas of Rwanda. And yeah, Whoa. yeah, that's, that's my crazy. highlight. <laughs> That's so interesting. Is, is this yeah, happening right now? It's been happening for over a year. It mm-hmm. must be big now. Over, I think, 25,000 flights Ooh. have been made to save thousands of patients. Yo, now you're going to make me ask you more questions. <laughs> Tell me about COVID. What's happening right. with coronavirus? Like initially, um, there was like a statewide lockdown. Like smack, like literally just uh, dropped on us with three days to prepare. You know, um, it was a little harsh. It was a little difficult to begin with. But after a few months, it paid off. You know, we started um, getting out and other countries were still in lockdown and our numbers were reducing. And I mean, one thing about Rwandans, you tell them something is consider it done, you know, and that's one amazing thing that happened even today. Yes, we still have a curfew, which is um, 10 p.m. right now, but 10 to 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, most stuff is done. Productive things are done by that time, you know? Just leisure. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, personally, it's all good. It's all good to me, you know? I mean, companies were shut down yeah. just because of tough economic times, you know? Just as they did worldwide, yeah, you course, know. Man, but course. they're starting to pick up as we speak, so things are looking nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it, it's interesting to to hear that Rhonda's done yeah. so well, man. And I haven't even seen anything about it, you know, doing really as well. The only things, uh, no, I honestly, do. I haven't. I'm only hearing these I good do. things from you. From your podcast and I you right now. Yeah. article that Honestly. went viral about Rwanda's um, COVID response was something about, okay, so you see um, those um, water fountains where people wash their hands from? Um, some young, yeah. some young Rwandan innovative thinkers came up with a faucet that when you step on it, it releases water. So you don't necessarily have to touch it's to to let the water out and that did an impeccable job at slowing down COVID and it went viral it was at bus park at the at the front mall. where was I huh? I was I'm wondering where was <laughs> you're I? not looking in the right places you know like if you're googling what should yeah, I know about true. Rwanda that's not what you're gonna see you're gonna see the highest the most SEO um, answer response which is the genocide or some question about is Rwanda safe, you know? But when you look for what has Rwanda done during the COVID situation, what's, you know, like an, a more um, specific question, you'll find what you're looking for. <laughs> Ooh, shit, man. I think you've fed me enough yeah. <laughs> for the day. <laughs> No, yeah. this was really insightful. I, I promise. I, I, I really. I was looking so forward to. Now I'm like full. I was, I'm like a little <laughs> kid that was hungry, and now I'm fed, and now right. everything is okay. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for giving me the opportunity to, you know, nah. express myself as well as you know educate people about my country. 
honestly we need a, a whole lot of this that's why i'm crying about finding contacts yeah. and you know normal people yeah. and normal communities to speak to about these things i love you what know? you're doing yeah but <laughs> i love what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah. Sarah, thanks again, man. Let's do sure, this again sure, sometime. Sure, sure. I'd, I'd love to probably do it on gold. Gold, gold African, in Africa. Gold. So it's gold as in gold, gold with an apostrophe Africa. and a D. Gold in Africa. Mm. That one, I know. <laughs> Thank you very Thank much, you. man. Okay, bye. Africa, what? <laughs>